Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, the 25th of October. It's Halloween at this time next week. Or And, uh, wow, Dave, we don't have a show today. We, uh, we, we're just going to make this up as we go along because we like, did like zero prep. Um, we were on such a roll too, eh? <laughs> we were, we were, but you know what? I'm sure our our, our avid listeners uh, are are going to be used to this. And you know what? In a lot of ways, it's sometimes these shows that just end up being some of the the more informative, and certainly for me as one of the hosts, uh, more entertaining as we um, as we go along, because we end up covering a lot of ground on a variety of points, um, and usually mm-hmm. disagree at least half a dozen times. <laughs> we do. We tend to. We tend to. You know what? We might disagree on the first one, but you know what? I, I... I know one thing we might absolutely disagree on, but I don't want to get there yet because, like, you know, to structure my argument and prove my point, I want to introduce <laughs> a couple subjects first and then get to the one that I know we're going to disagree on because then you'll have to agree with me. It'll be so cool. It's a trap. All right. Let's <laughs> it's a trap indeed. So, actually, you know what? Let's start, let's start with an easier one. Uh, Google disavow. The link disavow tool that uh, Matt cuts a shiny, shiny, beautiful little object right in front of our faces. Um, was, it, was it you on Facebook who said, Matt, don't keep giving us shiny things? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was yet another. I'm sure you've gotten them too. Um, and we've got, uh, you know, clients who, their sites are doing just great, right? They're, they're, they're sitting just fine doing, doing their thing. Or like, you know, people calling in who aren't clients of ours and they're just, you know, want to be a client or, or whatever. And heard about this disavow and should they be in there doing this and that? And I can even send them the link to Matt's video going, this is a last resort. Clean up your links. If there's no problem, don't do it. And the, yeah, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what? Right? Like they put this here for a reason. You know, one of the, one of the one of the head guys from Google has said it's a last resort, and yet still. Um, but you know, I think you and I will totally agree. Here's here's agreement number one. So that's shocking. It mm-hmm. is high time that they added this to to give webmasters who do have unnatural link warnings or whatever some sort of ability. I mean. I'm sure you've done it. I know I've done my share of, you know, client comes in and you're like, all right, well, we got to get rid of all this stuff because you got, you know, you got your penalty and, you know, mission number one, we need to clean these things up. Have you ever tried to do uh, a link removal project? It's miserable. Uh, Actually, you know what? I haven't. That's only because of the estimate I gave to the client. This is what it's going to (laughs) cost. Yeah, they're pricey, and I mean, you're in in the most advanced we had done. We ended up going back, going, and we will pay you for your time to remove these things. Like we we will, we will give you money to take this thing off. And even still, we only hit about fifty-two, fifty-three percent success rate. 
yeah. um, getting these things removed, which I mean, you know, is actually pretty good. Um, but, but you know, it is nice that they're going after. Pardon me. Considering there may be hundreds or even thousands of dodgy links you'd want to go after. Yeah, we had about. I think we started with about fifty five hundred. Um, well, there you go. So it, it wasn't bad. Was this an emergency link removal thing you were doing, or was this site doing okay, and you figured, I just want to go get rid of these bad guys? No, person came to us when there was a problem. Okay. <laughs> um, and so mission number one was to get rid of these things. We did. Uh, you know, we got rid of as many as we could, made a good case, and, and the penalty was lifted at that point, because it was very, very clear, like, this is a very high percentage. you you, you got to admit we did our part, and then provided a complete report going, and here's all the other ones. <laughs> you know, they, we, we know what they are. They just, you know, we've contacted them three times now. They're, they're not responding, so there is really nothing more we can do here. Um, you know, so I mean, it, it is nice that they're adding this thing in. I, I think it is a great resource, but, oh, Man, it's it's going to cause a lot of lot of headaches. I think just wasted time in answering questions regarding it. I mean, you know, when you have clients contacting you who are sitting just fine and going, and we need to disavow, really, because you're ranked number two. <laughs> Most of your links are good, and everything you're actively doing are good. And you know what? Even Google has some crappy links. Like it's okay. They understand this. Um, you know, this is actually this is a good time to to reiterate a point Google has tried to make time and time again. It is good at judging the reasoning behind why a link exists. Um, to there's several for instances I could give, but the, a really basic one is if a whole bunch of new links suddenly appear in a very short period of time, chances are someone's building those links on purpose. And they may or may not be valuable in Google's eyes when when, right. when Google decides what energy to pass from that domain's behavior over to your domain. At the same time, if links evolve naturally, yeah, a few dodgy links are gonna get gonna get placed in there. Um, for instance, I have this I have this one client who has a product or service that everybody uses every day. You know, it's like kitchen table kind of kind of product. Well, some guy who writes a porn site got interested in this product and, you know, wrote about it in his blog which has links to his porn site. But the <laughs> the article he wrote itself had nothing to do with porn. It had everything to do with this kitchen table product. And my client was quite worried because he has a link from a porn site now. Right. It's like, you know what? It's actually it's not really a problem. Um, Google doesn't care to begin with. It's not going to judge you and your years of good behavior based on this one dodgy link. And two, there's nothing about porn in the in the content at all. It's all about your kitchen table product, right? <laughs> so it's not a bad. It's not necessarily a bad thing at all, right? But it's run a site at the top of out, a porn. Right? Pardon me. It's just how people freak out about about little teeny things that they hear um, or read. And suddenly it's the most important thing. And you know what? And that is what is great about Webmaster Radio and, and the other resources. We're here to educate. Now, so now again, our listeners know. And, and again, Google's not going to judge him poorly because of that link. Google has a pretty good idea why that link exists because the person who wrote the piece likes this kitchen table product, regardless of what they do. Exactly. 
Exactly. Well, and you're right. I mean, one, how easy, I mean, I'm not saying it'd be ethical, but how easy would SEO be if all we had to do was build one crappy link and we could ruin years of good, <laughs> good, well, good, uh, good work on, on the net, right? I mean, it, it, there'd be no know, sites left. You know, before um, the Penguin update hit, there was like a whole bunch of people who built their careers on building dodgy links, yeah. often from the same people who were hit by the Panda update. Now, mm-hmm. you know those link builds are out there going, disavow everything. Just do it. Disavow everything. <laughs> Start fresh. It's smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this, this might be a panacea for uh, the people that Google is trying to combat. <laughs> <laughs> Law of unintended consequences. Yeah, well, there is. There is and just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Um, okay, so, bottom line, don't disavow stuff unless you really mean it. Exactly. I was gonna. Uh, we didn't get the politician joke in there. Damn, it was too easy too. Um, <laughs> okay, next thing I want to jump into. We got we got a few minutes before we got to take our first commercial break. So this this might take a bit longer, but it's this one of those bang your head on the desk issues for SEOs. Um, getting your clients to involve themselves in in social media and. Use the cumulative, incredible energy you can get, like through Pinterest and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and stuff, to help promote the clients' websites. Mm-hmm. It's part of the it's part of the game now. But the people who have the real muscle are the clients themselves. You know? Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and and what do you do? I mean, that's that that's often the the hard part for for us and for you. You're going. This is it. But that's your job. I know, but I can't talk about you as well as you can. <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's not just that. Think about this for a second. Say you got like a, uh, a corporate client or a, uh, a client that has chains or other outlets in other cities, right? Mm-hmm. People who are involved in the same organization have an affinity for each other. So um, a person who works for um, Blue Widget Toronto is also interested in, this, in, in, in stuff that people from Blue Widget New York or um, Blue Widget Kansas are writing about. They're likely, just through their affinity, to read and like or retweet information put out from um, uh, 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 Blue Widget Kansas City. Yeah. The cumulative effect of that is incredible because then their friends and families get involved. You know, I think it's, um, I think the real power is in social media is in the people who wish to be promoted, be it their websites, their corporations, their businesses, their services, whatever. The real power is in their networks and their friends' networks because that is the affinity group you're trying to reach. You know, I can't help but chuckle. And you're right. I mean, you're, you're, you're 100% right. But I can't help but chuckle in that, that strategy. Oh, it so takes me back to links about a decade ago. I mean, the, the thing is, it, it's more social, it's more ethical, and it's, it's more socially, you know, consistent with, with what should be and, and just a natural evolution of, I like what you're saying, so I'm sharing it out. But that, well, and if we have a different website for each of these different places, and then we can link them together and share, <laughs> you know, that, that sort of sort of natural evolution. But in this case, I mean, it is, it, this isn't a, a social scheme per se. This is a, I like what you're saying because we're related to the same thing and we're interested in the same thing. You know, like, 
I mean, similar to you and I, you know, being Facebook friends and I'll share what you say and you, not every time, but, you know, mm-hmm. we share what each other says because, because we're naturally interested in it. So this is a, a much less, um, you know, gaming type of thing and, and more, uh, a, a, a relevancy thing. And so, so since, at least in my service, I don't want to game social media. I want to use social media, um, as a tool, as a lever. And how'd say this, um... Again, uh, uh, I think of what my te- me and my team can do for one of our clients and how much long-term traction we can get them in social media using our own profiles or profiles we create for them. Yeah. But it occurs to me, I mean, those networks are already established. They've been establishing them as long as they've been a part of whatever social network they're a part of. They've got their Twitter network. They've got their Facebook network. Um, in many cases, they've got a growing um, Pinterest network, which is, you know, the, the, the Pinterest the Pinterest networks in, insanely interest me because um, people just feel s- such affinity for each other there. So the, for, the, for the money they're paying us to do their social media work for them, I would rather do a whole bunch of social media training and have them do the work. You know what? I totally agree. I I totally agree. And I much prefer to go, you know, let us do the setup. Let us do the one-time things, right? Get you a nice background, this and that, you know, teach you how to do it because otherwise you're going to cause yourself a problem, right? Like, hey, raw me every post. But, um, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, and and they can do it better. They'll pay more attention to it because you're paid by the hour, right? Do they want to pay you eight hours a day just to sit there? And No, they don't. <laughs> They've got staff who can pop in there every hour or two just to and, do And again, who will get a lot more mileage off their friends than mm-hmm. me or any um, corporate-specific corporate profile I might develop? I didn't use the word avatar once in that sentence, eh? No, well done. Um, I thought so, too. Um, any corporate-specific um, profile I might develop isn't going to get half the mileage that a popular employee will get. Very true. That's the truth. I mean, that's, that's just the truth. Um, yeah. So, you know, as a social media-focused company, I might make a little bit less money. But honest to goodness, like, it's, there is the providing long-term service. Maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe this is an old, maybe this is an old school thing. Understanding that our contract will end with them eventually, so you want to, you know, leave them in the position to do it themselves. Hmm. That is that is quite old school. See, I, I viewed it, and maybe I'm just a little more callous than you are, but viewed it more as a I will get that money. So why don't we everybody just do what's what they're best at? You're going to do your social media, so why don't you give it to me for links or on site or content generation? I'll leave you to the to the social media. If you've got a five thousand dollar budget per month, hey, I'm happy to take it all. But why don't you do this part? Because well, I haven't even be gotten into the. We haven't even touched on the on the SEO value of like social media. Yeah. Have yeah. but it's it's increasingly no. in, amazingly valuable. You know, at oh, PubCon yeah. last week at PubCon, they were talking about like deplacement and plus deplacement ratios. I don't think there's Not any hard numbers on this. A year ago. I'm sorry? Not something we would have talked about, say, a year ago. I mean, we were starting to talk about it, but not... Not at this level. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely increasing. Um, and, you know, you look at the moves they're all making. It's it's really, really clear the direction we're going. Kind of makes perfect sense. It makes absolutely perfect sense that they do. So, um, they just don't measure it very well yet. But they're getting there. 
they're getting they're there. Getting there. Okay. We gotta we gotta step aside for a half second. It's quarter past the hour. We gotta take a break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatstock SEO, this is Jim Hedger from DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. It's the twenty fifth of October. You're listening to Webcology. We're gonna be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. SCF Chicago 2012 returns to the Hyatt Regency in Chicago, November 12th to the 16th. Experience three days of breakout sessions, meet the expert roundtables, workshops, on-site training from the ClickZ Academy, and more. Join us for SCS Chicago 2012, November 12th to the 16th. Log on to scsconference.com and register today. That's scsconference.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. And Dave, I was going to come back extolling the virtues of social media. I was going to talk about Facebook and some really cool stuff about Facebook. And while we were on commercial break, I just happened to go over to Facebook. And, you know, earlier today I posted that I was going to have free time after the show today. And I put a poll up asking people what I should do with that free time. And I thought I had it figured out. But then, you know, one of our staff uh, writes on that post, help me figure out track event commands in Google Analytics. And... <laughs> Oh, I hate social media. 
So, um, what have we got? Um, well, I know you've got some sort of build-up in mind uh, to, to somehow make me agree with something that I wouldn't if you asked me now. Oh, right, here we go. You're right. So, there was a report that came out, I'm looking for the... <coughs> Um, excuse me, I was looking for the notes. Oh, yes, the Adobe report that you turned me on to. Um, yeah. Brand engagement. Facebook and brand engagement are going together like bread and butter, it seems. Um, people see stuff on Facebook and they um, not only feel more informed about it, but because of Facebook's format, the timeline itself, People are actually clicking and seeing it. It's in front of their eyes for longer periods of time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an outstanding statistic. Um, it's up over 800% for Adobe. I mean, that's, that's outstanding, right? I mean, I can't think of any other area where you get an increase in engagement year over year by over 800%. I mean, that's, that's unparalleled. Um, and yeah, I mean, we got to understand this is Adobe here. This is not saying every site is like this, <laughs> but, no, indeed. Uh, but it definitely helped Adobe. Um, I, I had a, a sneaking suspicion. I think, you know, if we go back, we'll, we'll, we'll hear it. And, um, you know, I think you, you tended to agree, although we all hate these changes on Facebook and goodness knows I'm not a huge fan of the current, you know, sort of slight, slight changes they made, especially in their messaging area. But, um, you know, you, you could sort of see it in timeline, what they were getting at. And, and fortunately, I guess for them, um, it seems to have, have worked out to to who they're targeting. I mean, it's, it's a funny thing, right? Because we're like, hey, it's mine. And, and we view Facebook, and we've discussed this previously. My tendency is to view Facebook as my thing. It's not. Facebook only cares about me because they need me. But but as long as there is no better alternative where everybody I know already is, they win. And I'm going to go there. Um, so I think what, what's really, really clear here is that timeline, um, and, and as they're making changes, is huge wins for what Facebook needs, which is corporations. Right? I mean, they need revenue. Um, and as long as they create wins like this for Adobe and figure out a way to actually monetize this stuff a little better than they are now. They've got some ideas. You can see them in there. But uh, monetize it even even stronger. I mean, um, this, is, uh, this is a huge win for them. Well, not just uh, the street things they found ways to monetize. Um, you know, last week uh, and part of this week, it's been earning reports time. And Facebook actually met expectations so well that well, they're trading above $22 right now. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, and this, this may or may not be a sustained train, trend, and I may or may not be a certified financial advisor. Um, <laughs> I'm certainly not a certified financial advisor, but this is the part where you may or may not disagree with me, Dave. I think they've bottomed out. I think that Facebook is actually starting to show its value, and... Over the next year, we're going to see um, that they actually do, in fact, have a revenue model. As well, I mean, think of where the energy of advertising and advertising ad spend is going now, and more importantly, where it's moving away from. I I, I think Facebook um, stands a chance of making uh, seeing a bigger return on. 
of showing a bigger return on advertising dollars next year than it does this year. And I, you know, I'm getting the sense it actually is showing a good return on 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 effort. I will say yes. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I want to disagree, and I've got a butt coming up here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think as we proceed forward, I mean, it's, it's funny. I was just chatting yesterday um, at a at a meeting with a with a company we software, but well, you know, Robert Daniel. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. In a meeting with them and, and their board, um, you know, discussing different advertising options, and Facebook came up, and it was as my recommendation, right? I mean, there's there's certain things you can do on Facebook that you just can't accomplish if you're trying to do specific types of segmenting. You just can't do to such a large market anywhere else quite, uh, quite as well. But um, if it has bottomed out, and I don't think it has, but if it has... And, and it may be years before before we actually see it drop to to its true bottom. Um, but either way, whether they've got a, a decent revenue model coming up or, or not, the fact of the matter is is the only reason they they wouldn't bottom out is because the the economy doesn't understand how to value companies anymore. <laughs> and we've talked about this before. I mean, they're they're compare them with a normal brick-and-mortar store. Like, somehow we inherently view the web as, as a magical place where money just magically grows on trees, but it's not. Um, and so I, I think this sort of gain that we're seeing, hey, they're, they're actually earning revenue. Yes, but still nothing that warrants the dollar value of their shares. Right? I mean, we're still valuing this company ridiculously high in multiples of what they're actually worth in revenue. And even promised revenue, you can go, wow, well, what if they come up with a great model and triple their revenue you know, next year? They're still valued higher than they should be if you want to go on to traditional revenue versus earnings um, type of equations. And even on the nice side of it, they're, they're, still, they're still too high. So I, I think you're, you're right in the short term. And by short term, I mean it may be a couple years on the bottoming out point. But I think at some point, investors have got to kind of wake up a little bit and go, hey, wait, why, why is, is this model somehow, you know, the, the Facebook and Internet model, somehow going against everything we know on the way the economy works when we look at companies like Ford or, um, you know, even Cisco, right? That kind of bridges that. I mean, nobody else gets multiples like this. And why is it that when you create ones and zeros, you get uh, astronomical multiples? I think at some point that has got to change. And uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with us not really understanding the implications of the full economic shift that digitalization presents. You know what I mean? Um, think of the print world or what is left of the print world. <laughs> yep. That used to be the place. And you, there, there was an easy way to value a media company, especially given the immensity of competition that media company had. Mm -hmm. In this case, there's not a heck of a lot of competition to Facebook. Um, and you, you said it yourself, as long as all of your friends are there, you're going to be there as well, even though yeah. you despise a lot of the stuff Facebook does and represents. Um, mm -hmm. The privacy concerns. I mean, I, I know we agree on the privacy concerns and the, the fears around them. Um, nevertheless, we're both avid Facebook users. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. We're drinking the Kool-Aid that, uh, you know, and, and, and we're, we're going, they shouldn't make this stuff, and, and we drink it anyway. It's kind of like cheese well, with. You get a lot of that in our industry, I'm afraid. That's, that's just the God-honest truth. You get a lot of that in our industry. Um, and I think you get a lot of that in any advertising or any marketing industry. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, the you, nature the of... Are, you like that they're there or not. But um, it's the nature of um, either... Oh, God. Two extreme words. Manipulating people into doing stuff or seducing people into doing stuff. That's the nature of it. Yeah. There's some stuff that's just, you know, normal. There's some stuff that you just don't really feel good about at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, back to the valuation of media companies. Um, it's easy to evaluate the New York Times against all of its competition. It has hard assets. Had a building, in fact. Um... Facebook, not so much. You know, aside from its campus and various data centers, it does really have a lot of property that isn't virtual property, but has a hell of a lot of virtual property. Um, I remember years ago thinking about about the onset of AdWords and how that made Google a real estate company. And it manufactures virtual real estate on which to place billboards. And the more real estate you got, the more valuable you are. And that's, I mean, we were talking about the difficulty in value, in, in valuating new media companies and the absurd, mm-hmm. which we agree on, the insane valuations of some stuff in, our, in, in the space. But, you know, again, it occurs to me, they who create real estate get the bucks. You know, real estate used to be a finite thing. And then various media used to have finite principles. There was only so many copies of the New York Times printed in a day. Right. Um, there's X number of people watching television in this market area. Facebook feels kind of infinite, you know? What, yeah, what, you're what, right. I mean, their, their, their capacity is not... I, you know, I guess it's not unlimited in... They've only got so many servers, but um, you know it's it's easily scalable in a way that traditional print media never never was. You can't distribute, um, you know, the the, the New York Times, uh, you know, every morning pre nine a.m. around the world, you know, instantly. Now you you post it, and you know, milliseconds later, somebody in in London can be can be reading it. So yeah, there, there's a distribution model that's that's not been seen previously. Um, and 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 a scalability um, that that just you know no other media has been able to to sort of touch on it um, until until something you know until properties like Facebook and you know they go back MySpace Google etc um, have been able to so I mean it's 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 definitely interesting um, but still real estate's only as valuable as the people there right I mean and and to go back and and you know we we can move on because I, I guess you know I've, I've touched on this a few times but. Um, it doesn't make money magically appear, right? I mean, and that's that's sort of the frustrating thing to me is is this value. You know, you see them go up, you know, in the, over the last couple of days. Well, that but still doesn't mean they're making more. It means they're making a little more than they expected to, but it doesn't mean all of a sudden they're making twenty times more than they were. Right? I mean, they're hitting their targets, but their targets don't warrant um, what, what oh, they're being valued. Sure, okay, I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, no, you know, the, 
that is a good. We should move on, and that's a good segue to get into the next neat thing that uh, that, that I came across this week. Anyway, um, Facebook reports Wolfram Alpha, the uh, search engine Wolfram Alpha. If you, if you go to WolframAlpha.com and type in the search box Facebook report, it'll ask for access to your Facebook profile, and then it'll give you a breakdown of your Facebook profile. Um, get to learn a heck of a lot about yourself. At least as Facebook sees you. Now you tried this before the show, Dave. Was there was there anything neat that you that, that came out of like who I, you are? I did try it before the show, and I'm going to say uh, coolest thing of the month. <laughs> this is what I've come across. Um, it just is, I and mean, it, it, it's funny because you look at it, you go, "There's nothing in here I didn't know." Right? I mean, in, in a weird way, there's there's nothing in here that I. Or that I couldn't know, right? It's all it's all pulled from your Facebook profile. But my favorite one, personally, um, was the friend network. Um, in friend seeing, network. you know, how how my different friends are are all connected and how how everybody, um, you know, sort of sort of matches together. Where there's a cluster around me, there's a cluster around certain friends that I communicate with, and and you know, just seeing how all of us um interact with each other and who's closer and this it's an interesting visual representation of of my network um and the people that i'm connected with and how they interact with other people so um i found it interesting and that you can you can strip down um into you know just show my male friends just show my female friends that sort of thing but um yeah overall i mean I, i think it's it's a really really neat thing um and you know i mean there's there's tools that i think you know and and i'm sure you agree there's tools functionally speaking, doing my daily job that, that I will use more. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a really, really neat, probably the, the neatest thing that I've seen um, over, you know, this month. Um, and, and definitely say, I'll visit it again and, and probably send it. Well, I know I'll send it off to clients and, and friends and stuff like that. Cause I, it's a neat thing and I, I like, and I'll, I'll let you explain it. Um, but you have to give them access to your Facebook profile. You had a couple concerns about giving them access to your Facebook profile and then something occurred to you. And, and what was that, Jim? Well, I, yeah, it's <laughs> the problem about talking before the show. All the good jokes are used, eh? Um, well, I, you should always have concerns before allowing any application access to your Facebook profile, including applications that run on Facebook because of, of data mining. And so naturally, I Wolfram Alpha, Wolfram Alpha asked for my, uh, my, 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 my user information at Facebook, and I was worried. Then I remembered the rich rock star are you most similar to app i signed up for like a year and a half ago <laughs> i gave those guys all my information more than actually wolfram alpha is asking for um so yeah there's privacy concerns if you have a farmville account don't worry about what wolfram alpha is doing with <laughs> your information worry about what zang is doing with your information you know what i was thinking of the exact same company because i've got words with friends installed <laughs> Dude, it is a fire sale on personal information over there at Zanga. I mean, I think they're uh, – I'm making this up. This has nothing to do with reality, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, They're giving away people's credit card numbers just to stave off the guy asking for rent. Um, Zanga is so screwed. Oh, man. uh, Major layoffs at Zanga announced uh, two days ago. I'm sorry, on Friday during an Apple event just sort of minimize – 
to minimize impact. But while Apple was an, announcing the mini iPod, Zanga was announcing 20 people were getting turfed. I mean, Zanga is so screwed up. These guys, like, well, I'm pretty sure that they, they, they could register for U.S. Farm Aid. <laughs> There's a nice farm bill reference right there. Loved it. Thanks. I tried. Uh, um, I had to really work that one too. You know what weirds me out about about looking at my Facebook personal profile? And it's kind of depressing. I mean, aside from the fact that I am 44 years and 20 days old, and my next birthday is 11 months and 11 days. That's kind of cool. 11 months and 11 days from now. I'm so normal. Oh, man. I am just so normal. I am so within my demographic. <laughs> you know that 62.3% of my friends are married? Yeah. <sighs> now you know. And, and you know what, what else I found interesting? And then I guess we'll, we'll move on and, and let our visitors, uh, our visitors um, go in there. But <clears throat> is the breakdown data of when you use it, when you're using apps, just a, sort of a, and yeah. I do this stuff. It was very interesting to me. That is that's amazingly interesting. Um, so what should we move on to? Wolfram Alpha, head over there, give it a try. Um, what would you like to chat about next, friend? I don't know exactly. I'm still I'm still busy trying to figure out what Wolfram Alpha Alpha looks like. There's got to be a photo out there of this guy of this fellow. Um. Because I'm pretty sure he looks like uh, you know, anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm getting all distracted by the side chat happening in uh, in Skype. So you know what this is? It's twenty to the hour. This is a great time to take another break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on the 25th of October. We're going to be back in a couple of minutes after these commercial messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. 
How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the coolest place around, WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 25th of October, 2012, and you're listening to Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO and Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And Dave, I want to play a where are we going next game. I got two words. One is Google, the other is Yahoo. Where are we going? Ah, <laughs> uh, Marissa. <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Okay, um... <laughs> So Marissa Mayer is making her mark at Yahoo, um, and trying to articulate where she sees the company going next. And it looks like search, <laughs> which I guess we could have gathered since they made their CEO, you know, pulled them from Google. Um, yeah, and, <laughs> maybe that's where they were going. Will it work? Here, here's a big question for you. Will this work? That's a really good question. Um, it depends on. I, I'm going to say it depends on how they go after it and what they make available. What type of information they make available to the public. Right now, we have two sort of philosophies when it comes to search. Google is going highly personalized, trying to deliver your best results. Well, Bing, being very interested in personalization, is still returning results that I think we would be more familiar with at Google uh, maybe five or six years ago, before mm -hmm. the massive emphasis on personalization. So is there a third wave? Is there a third path? Is there a way for Yahoo to differentiate the result sets it brings to it brings to the table. Um, we were at Wolfram Alpha uh, about twenty minutes ago. Their differentiation is empirical evidence. They bring facts. So Google brings personalization, and Wolfram Alpha wants to rank stuff that can be measured. Microsoft is a more general approach to search. Where does Yahoo fit? I think that would be that's, – that's the question I, that, that I'm asking. Well, and that's going to be an interesting thing. And I mean I, I, I like him. We've, we've chatted about this briefly on the show before. I mean you've got Google who just is, is changing your results based on personalization. Uh, you've got Bing who appears to be in it and it's getting stronger and stronger. Not so much changing their results but you know, using Facebook data and giving you a thumbs up if your friends have liked it. So sort of injecting some your friends like this without – at this point anyway – adjusting the result order um, to impact it. So they're still trusting their own algorithm, 
but they're letting you know what your friends like at the same time if, if it happens to appear on you know in the results so uh that's that's definitely a different approach personally i i, I prefer the bing approach but you know different users like different things um and you're right it it it's an interesting thing to try and figure out, you know, is there another way? What would you do? I think something you and I will completely agree on in this one is I can't think of one off the top of my head. You can't think of one off the top of your head. But if you had to put a brain to that task, um, I, I think the folks over at Yahoo have a, have a pretty decent brain to figure that one out in, in Marissa. Well, indeed, uh, and that, that, that they have to be thinking search as their core product as well. That's yeah. why they brought her on. Um, now, the next question that makes jump forward in my mind is we know that Yahoo was betting a lot on its display acquisitions. Um, mm-hmm. it, brought, it bought Right Media uh, when? Um, 2006, 2007? Um, shortly after Google purchased DoubleClick. And Yahoo was going to make all of its money presenting advertisements, display ads. Um, I'm looking at a search engine watch page now showing one, two, three, uh-oh, above the fold, three above the fold, watch it, boys, um, four, <laughs> five, six display ads on, on a rather long page. So if Google, if you're listening, for what it's worth, it's a long page. Um, now, these may be coming from DoubleClick. These may be coming through the right media exchange. Um, I'm not sure. But it's display ads, you know. And if I, you know, if I click on one, somebody might make some money, or the fact that it appeared might make somebody some money. Yahoo was was betting its farm on this years ago, and now it appears they're not as much. They're now actually looking at search again. How long do they got in a deal with Microsoft? Like, what's the parameters there? Well, I know, and that's that's a question I have too. Is is what do they have to do there? But at the same time, and 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 in in the way I'm looking at it, they're being locked in with with Microsoft. And I mean, if, theoretically, it was an up to ten year deal. But you know, they've got to have a way of of getting out of there if they have to. May actually be a, a fantastic opportunity for Marissa. Right? Get it fine tuned. Get it fine tuned. And then once you think you've got it fine tuned fine-tune that engine again right? make it perfect because then when you launch again you know there's going to be a big hub blue right i mean that's you'll talk about it i'll talk about it. we'll all be there looking at this thing um and if they can launch it in a superior um sort of default set of results or or maybe not superior but equal to but different than what we're seeing right now um, that that could be a, a massive massive win, right? So having to be you know sort of being forced into just taking in Bing's results now while you run through all these these different tests and and tweak your own algorithm up, and then launching with something you know to be good. You know we you remember the launch of of Bing like the the one who was it at SMX? Can't even remember the year. It's been uh, you know too many other things, but you know we remember the launch and it was it was all right. <laughs> but it wasn't great. But they had to launch it like that and then start tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. Uh, because they're not in a particular rush over at Yahoo, they've got this opportunity to sort of get it perfected. Um, or at least as perfect as it can be before a, a real-time live launch. And then and then deploy it. So I think it's a, a good opportunity for them to really perfect this thing. I wouldn't be surprised, too, if they started offering, once they separate from Bing, some really, really, really good margins 
um, for people willing to, to display their ads, you know, just surpass, um, you know, I'm using AdSense right now. Well, if you offer me, you know, 20% more and it's going to cut because they're, <laughs> they're not making as much as Google is on an ad, but if you can give me a little more, you know, just, just bleed out. Cause if, if you can get the, the AdSense people away, um, then that's, that's gonna, that's gonna really hurt the bottom line over at Google. So it wouldn't surprise me to see that move either. So I'm going to be watching what they end up doing on their, on their paid side and on their ad distribution side. The interesting thing is we're certainly watching Yahoo. Um, I guess the only, the only other thing I really wonder about, uh, Marissa Mayer's appointment is it's, how does Steve Ballmer react to her? I mean, he got so pissed off at the guys from Google, he threw chairs across his office. Yeah. Apparently, he was so angry at Apple that he would fire people using an iPhone. I could imagine Marissa Mayer being a terrifying opponent. Like, seriously. Oh, yeah. could you, but... You know, Bomber's an older an older guy, an old school guy. I can't see him. I hope not. I hope I can't imagine him being reduced to an act of violence on her behalf. Will he be like throw pillows across the room, or um, you know, <laughs> chop the heads off of flowers, or um, just continue sitting and pulling the wings off of flies like he did when he made when he released Windows Eight? Um, <laughs> we're getting sued. We're getting sued again, aren't we? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, I, I won't you know sort of comment on their on their internal stuff, and, and I won't add to the lawsuit is what I'm saying there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it'll be it's got to be an interesting dynamic. It just does. So, um, all right. Now, where where to next? We've got the uh, you know, I know we've only got like three or four minutes left. We've got Google releasing the Windows 8 search app. Little cheeky of them. But I guess we've covered that now. <laughs> yeah, wings and flies—they mix well. The computer and Windows Eight, not so well. Um, stats. You know what? This is a webcology action item. Action item. Action item. Action item. Google is opening mobile app analytics to everybody. I think that's really cool. I think that's a wonderful thing. So pretty soon, in your favorite, um, in whatever your favorite search metrics product might be, you're going to start seeing far more minute and accurate mobile stats. And how awesome is that? Really? That's like, a- I mean, this is data that was missing and I got to tip my hat. Um, they are giving us just more and more granular data every day. Um, well, in this case, they are. The, the data they want to give us, I mean, that, that non-referral stuff is getting bigger and bigger. So I, 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 I almost want to agree with you, Dave, but I can't, we can't let them off the hook on this. Okay, I guess they're, they're more and more data on who is visiting us, not how they got there, but on who they are and what they're doing. Um, yeah. They're, they're really giving – and it's funny because this is exactly what they've been telling us, right? Ignore how they're getting – which is, is – I disagree, but the – ignore how they're getting there, um, but but really focus your website on making sure um, that they're doing what, what they're supposed to be doing when they get there. And, and they're certainly you – can't, you can't say they're not giving tools uh, uh, you know, to get that. You remember, remember the days when like – and this happened, okay? So don't sue us for this. It happened. I can document it. Remember the days when Yahoo used to drive traffic just before earnings reports? 
<laughs> yup. They did this. I mean, you've got to worry about where the traffic comes from because that is an indicator of quality. You know, I'm targeting these people. I'm a marketer. This is my job. The more data I can provide my clients and the better targeting I can do, heck. <laughs> I- yeah, it's true. Going to your client saying, hey, your traffic is doubled. Really? Where, where, where's it coming from? I don't know. But I know it's search, but I don't know anything past that. Well, was it because our display campaign worked well, so people are coming in, you know, searching our brand? Is it because well, I don't know? <laughs> Google elves. It's Google elves, <laughs> and that doesn't wash, obviously. But okay, so they're giving us more mobile stuff. That's great. Like yeah. I think that's pretty cool. So um, again, friends, like if you don't start seeing this in your analytics data um, that you're getting from third-party analytics companies, call them up in the future. There's an API for them. Um, it's there. I'm not sure where – I had something fun I wanted to jump onto, but we only had a minute left. Um, oh, I know what it is. You know what we need in this industry, Dave? What's that, Jim? We need our own Woody Guthrie. <laughs> this data was made for you and me. This data is your data. This data is my data. This data is my client's data. You know, they could come from Rhode. They could come from Rhode Island. They could come from California. At any rate, I need to know. This data was made for you and me, Dave. <laughs> oh, somebody's going to parody that now. I just know it. I hope so. I want to be a meme. I want to be. I mean, one of the good memes, not one of the dumb memes, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to run. Folks, this has been a fun show. Uh, we just got the signal, though. We have news coming up, and we have uh, shows coming up. Friends, I'm behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. This is Jim Edger from Digital Always Media. You've listened to Web Culture at webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. More great stuff coming up. We'll be back next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.